and friends. I don't know. You guys were doing a fine job of it. And then I felt like they were an interruption. Six of us, whatever, that was fine. Yeah, I was, I was digging it. I was <laughs> digging it. I mean, uh, I would have been like, hey, listen, Super Bowl. We're, we're not chopped liver. We, you know, we don't need Bruno Mars and Beyonce no, on this bill. We didn't have to do anything. That's my point is that we, we, no one forced us to do anything. That's what we you are, wanted you to are, do. Let me say something. You are such a good guy. Boy, you're nothing well, like me. I am such a scumbag. I mean, uh, I would have been like, I'm not, de- you're really a D. De- I think it's all that Christianity growing up. Yeah. We're on air, man. I don't want to talk about this right now. I don't feel that way, but carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, I hear you. You know. All right. Listen, maybe it's time to do a song. You up for it? <laughs> maybe we could. Yeah. Segway. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe we could, uh, we could, you know. I'm sorry, you got my mind going, though. Hey, Who the hell are you performing with? I think it's Hall & Oates, maybe, or somebody. <laughs> Who the hell are you performing with? Well, anyway, Shall we look. sing for you? Let's do one. I would love... Do you guys feel prepared? Do you need any advice from yeah. me? Do you feel... We've been prepared that? since 3.30 a.m. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's time. Yeah, I, I know my audience... They're, they're now unprepared. <laughs> yeah. My, I know my audience really wants to hear this song, and I do as well. I, it's one of my favorites that you guys do. Remember, keep in mind, this song fixed the band. It fixed everybody. And it's yeah. one of the greatest songs I think you guys do. So, uh, And it got to number 86 in the charts. Let's not forget <laughs> that. Uh, no, this this was a very popular song. Stop it already. Uh, it, this is this is fix you, and uh, of course the great band Coldplay. Thank you, uh, Thank which you I love. It's fun well, to now, do they both. have to get to their instruments? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're, we're here. We're gonna, I want to watch that from okay. these stools. Yeah. I love that. The boys. Let me explain. I'll do the play by play. The boys are on Thank their you. stools. Here we go. And um, they're all going to their instruments. This is the part that I I love watching. I like watching the setup. Uh, this is a great song. Thank you very much. For those of you... tried to move the stool in America, I got shouted at by the unions. Yeah, right, surprised nobody that. yelled at you now. <laughs> yeah. You got Johnny on lead guitar. He says he's practiced this, he's ready to go. You got Will on drums. You got Guy on bass. And Chris doing his thing. What are you going to be playing, Chris? I'm going to sing. You're just going to sing, no instrument? Yes, please. Good, I like when okay? you focus on one thing. That's good. Thank you. I'm going to keep quiet now. Uh, all right, here we go. All right, well, let's go. Thank you. When you try your best but you don't succeed Get what you want but not what you need When you feel so tired but you can't sleep Stuck in rivers When the tears come streaming down your face Cause you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste
to fix you All right. Was masterful, boys. Absolutely masterful. It's nice to be called boys. Thank you. Yeah, I know you guys dig that. I know. I know how to float your boat. No, you know you got a you got a tear out of me on that one. It got me. Really? Yeah, I swear to God, I'm over here weeping like a baby. That's okay, man. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful, and I like. Oh, that we. Hey, hey, hey. Johnny, that guitar thing you're playing, what, that is really nice. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I could do that. It's I love easy, that. <laughs> you can come and play with us anytime, man, for real. Ah, that's very, very beautiful, really. I mean, uh, just an incredibly emotional song. It's a sad, it gets me sad. You know, I only like sad music. I don't like upbeat really? songs. Yeah, I swear to you. True? It's really true. I love sad music, and that song just... I don't even I don't even know what's going on half the time in the song, but it just gets me, you know. One of our songs, Border, will in fact put it best. He's like, he likes the songs of ours, which are like, you're not quite sure if it's bitter or sweet, and it could be yeah. either depending on how you're feeling that day. And that's how it oh, feels. Great. Great thing in the two, you know. When you and uh, on that song, when you and Johnny were harmonizing. Boy, is that yeah. a beautiful sound. Your your voices blend beautifully together. When did you realize you could do that? I mean, was that in, back in college? <laughs> did you <laughs> I just do the I just do the low octave. I, I think I'm not a very good singer. So, uh, uh, Will's got the nicest voice we, of, uh, of the well, three of us. Of Will, were you back there doing the harmony too? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, very yes. much so. Wow. Will's doing crazy. the actual harmony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lovely. When you it's, when you guys Sorry, go on. Go on, Howard. I would say when you guys work out the harmony for that song, like that, that big moment where you come in all together, that has to be well rehearsed, right? That, this isn't, that's, that has to be figured out. Yeah. yeah. It's taken a while us to, for, for us to yeah. get that song we have a little. Let's right. be honest. We have a little help as well from tracks we recorded before. It sounds good because we make it sound good. Just to be full disclosure. Really? Oh, I was going to ask you to do that a cappella right now because I got, I, got, I <laughs> just want to hear what. To be honest, <laughs> you're not kidding. No, I wanted to hear you guys break that down. Oh, well, I love we, it. We, I think Will and me could break it down, but Guy would refuse and Johnny would refuse. <laughs> would you guys, if I said to you, in other words, but it, do it for me. It, 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 um, show me how you no guys point. break. <laughs> really, no point. I really want to see not. you do it. <laughs> Please, no, just, I'm begging I, I you. Just, I just gave you full disclosure, man. I know, like, but we, it's we're just like, awesome. On, when, you hear, when, we, when you hear it live, there's about 30 voices you're hearing. So God, it's such us, a moment. Yeah. Mm, yeah, very beautiful. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're here uh, celebrating Coldplay. Um, there's a lot going on with Coldplay. All of a sudden, things are happening uh, after this long pandemic, uh, and we're still in a pandemic. Let's face it; I'm sure yeah. even playing yeah. live, you go, "What the hell are we doing?" I mean, even on Saturday, you got to worry about uh, all the protocols awesome. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coldplay has a new album. We're going to talk about that in a second. But um, there's also, I, I will remind you to catch their concert from the Apollo this Friday. It's going to be pretty great. It's an exclusive on the Coldplay Radio Channel 105. And Alt Nation Channel Thirty Six, and the uh, the guys will be doing uh, a couple of tunes for you there. What do you think? About an hour or so on that one? Yeah, about, yeah, I think know, so. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. We don't so have let's to talk with you though, do we on the radio? No, no, you're not. Channel? No, you're not. Uh, you're not. You're not. You don't have to compete with me. Believe me. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> no, but it's really. It was just really great. That was great to see. I want to. I want to talk about Viva La Vida. That's the next song you were going to perform live. And Ricky um, Martin's version. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I fucked up. I'll never live that down. Oh, yes, I'm not perfect. Me. I'm not perfect. That well. You know, it does sound like La Vida Loca. I mean, the, the title. I'm talking. Cool. Yeah, it's a, you know, come on. We it's a pop tune, uh, La Vida Loca. You can make that. Uh, but, but, but this idea of having, um, I, I'm intrigued by this. this. This song, the idea that you had the title yeah. and you wrote about eight other songs yeah. and put that title on those songs, but it didn't feel right. Yeah. Why, this song, you, when you wrote it, you just went, oh, this is the one that should be called Viva La Vida. Yeah, so wow. we were on tour in South America, in, well, in Mexico at this point, and we went, or I forget if all of us went, or I went to the Frida Kahlo Museum, her, her old house, yeah. and she has a painting called Viva La Vida. It's painted on a watermelon. And I was like, oh, that's, that's going to be the title of our next album. That just said what it's going to be. And um, yeah, there were a few other songs, but then uh, at that time I was reading Les Miserables, you know, the, the book of the musical and um <laughs> and um so all of this kind of french revolution all that revolutionary language is in my head and uh but then this song just kind of fell from the sky and i was like, oh that's that's the viva la vida song and and viva la vida you don't actually sing the words viva la vida in the song no. right no. so but is that allowed in music to name a song yeah, where you don't how weird you... would it be if it's like Mama, I just killed a man. It's a bohemian rhapsody. Was, yeah, you're right. You're right. You don't have to say the title. You know, because I was going bohemian like... Bohemian rhapsody. Sing it you're so me. right. Bohemian rhapsody. <laughs> so sometimes see, it's okay. That's why you're successful and, and, and I can't write a song. Um, sometimes it's, it's funny. Um, my favorite thing that people do, which we've never been able to do, is something that Nick Cave does and uh, Bob Dylan is the master of hitting the title at the end of every verse, which is such a beautiful, like, shelter from the storm or something like that. That, that We've never managed to do that. Yeah, no, no, you've just explained something to me I didn't realize. Because I was like, I, I was going to call you out on that. I was going to go, you can't name a song Viva La Vida <laughs> if you don't say Viva La Vida in this song. Like, you know, the Beatles wrote Tax Man, and they sang about a guy who, you know, was a tax yeah. man. And you, know, you know what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I, that, it's great. You, you actually, the, 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 the first time you were on our show, you played this song acoustically yes. uh, on the guitar. Yes. And, and you said something to me that one part of the song came to you on guitar, and the other was on the piano. Yeah. And I didn't really understand it, you know, okay. but I, yeah, I, I don't know what that means. In other words, what does it mean you came to you on the guitar and then came to you on the piano? Um, I don't get it because I'm not a musician. That's okay. It's, the fault is mine for not explaining it well enough. I would say you, I could hear where the song wanted to go. You know, it's like when the, it says, it says I want, I hear Jerusalem bells, I ring, whatever. So you just, like, well, what, what are the right chords behind that? And the verse chords happened on a guitar, and then I went downstairs and uh, went to the piano, and then the proper chords happened. It's, it's very nerdy. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's like you no, talking about no. microphones or something. 
Maybe no. to use your fishing analogy, it's uh, you'd use a different fishing rod. Different fishing rod, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. The piano became the fishing rod, and and uh, and it somehow brought that song out to you. Yeah, because if you if you played that song in a conventional way on a guitar, I wouldn't have heard that there's a strangeness in. It's a very basic chord sequence, but because there was a slightly different note in there, it sounds like this fertile territory. So sometimes the instrument that you're playing the chords on is evoking some emotion that then the song can land on top of. Johnny, when you hear that song for the first time, right before you guys play this, when you hear it, are you going, oh man, I, I've got to come up now with the guitar part for this song, in a way. Yeah. I've got to come up with something unique i don't want to yeah. mess this guy's song up i want to only add to it make it better is that a is, is that a pressure that is always with you or does it has become easier well funny enough with that song it was it was bigger than any other really because I, I think i probably came up with 20 guitar parts and all of them were awful so, <laughs> so who tells you they're awful well i, I just felt yeah will and and no, uh, Will's you know, even yeah. i wasn't even i wasn't feeling positive about them and uh, and we were we were doing that song in quite a conventional band way, and it just was, it was it was quite sort of lumpy and and not not very enjoyable. And so and then we, at the end of the studio session, we stripped it back and took all the guitar parts off, and <laughs> and uh, and and suddenly it came to life and 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 we loved it. So uh, you know I think part of being a guitarist is is knowing when not to play. And right. That song, there was quite a lot of not playing on that song. You're right because you don't play like very well. <laughs> no, but that's true. The ego can get in the way. You're like, hey, wait a second. This is a good song. I'm the guitar player in the band. I am going to get my my sound on this song. Uh, it takes a bigger man to say, you know what? Maybe I'm just not. Th this isn't something that I should be on, or well, I should just back off. Part, there's a large part of me that wants to be on in every second of every <laughs> right. every song. <laughs> yeah, I have to fight I get hard against. How many bands go through that, like when they're in the recording studio and, and, and then the drummer says, hey, I don't hear enough drums on this song. You guys are fucking with me. And I mean, everybody wants to, you know, that is the spinal tap moment. You want everybody wants to ramp up on 11, you know, um, it, it can cause arguments. And, and Chris, that must be frustrating for you because you hear this song a certain way. And then when you get in with the guys, is it a touchy subject to say to Johnny, Johnny, this guitar isn't working for me? No, no, not especially not since we started working with Brian Eno in yep. 2006 because he really re-taught us how to that's this is why we share money and share credit because sometimes you've got to be paid not to play or not right. to sing sometimes right. that is your creative choice so the problem is when you have a sort of um, merit-based financial system like who, whoever plays the most notes gets the most money that's when you start fucking songs up so right. sometimes I'll be like well this song doesn't need any piano so let's take it off and um, Brian, Brian was very encouraging of the different combinations that exist between the four of us when, when one of us stops playing or two stop playing, you know, things like that. Viva La Vida ended up being the song of the year. And uh, Will, you uh, probably thought it was rubbish, right? Um, Actually, this is one that I was... Actually, he predicted that would happen. That's the truth. That I, I, oh, I, you I, did? That okay. was the one, yes. That was <laughs> the one time you said it. The one time I said it. No, I think I, I remember hearing it... Um, and, I, and Chris sang us the, the sort of chant section, you know, the, the, the end bit. Um, 
and I just remember it was like sent a chill. I can still I can feel it now. But like the, the thrill of hearing that for the first time, I, I definitely I thought this is a, a special one. And it's what you're saying about um, trying to remove, leave your ego at, at the door is I think particularly pertinent for this song because, like Johnny says, we we tried a lot of things for the rhythm of that song and it went from a sort of lumpy uh you know rock beat and we tried so many different things and in the end we just we just took everything off and just it was a kick a sampled kick drum and a bell and a timpani and that was it and and it's you know i think it's really it's such a strong flavor it's immediately recognizable and 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 it requires so in such little sort of rhythmic information because there's so much to listen to melodically and lyrically i think it's one of my favorite uh, lyrics that chris in a set of lyrics that chris has written they're just so evocative and you can you can really get lost in the words and so our job was to not overfill and to not make it you know sort of clunky and 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 overwrought so i'm really pleased that we were all able to do that for that particular song but yeah i think the, the first time i heard it i thought that's a that's a banger. And Chris, you didn't know it was going to be a hit. You were like, oh, I don't know what this thing uh, is. No, it was funny because um, uh, our, our label asked us to take it off the album, actually. <laughs> oh, you are kidding. I love stories yeah. like this. But Phil, but Phil didn't tell us that at the time. He only told us wow. that about six months ago. At the time, um, someone at the label said, look, you've got to take this song off. It doesn't sound like a band. And, wow. Um, it was only because of Steve Jobs, actually, that that song... Um, when it when it arrived, I was like, "Oh, this is our best song ever," and um, then it had such an amazing journey because um, then Steve put it in an Apple commercial, which made it a, right. a hit song. Because we would we we never get like massive pop radio or things like that, but with that one song, because of this Apple commercial, when Apple commercials are really huge, that happened, and wow. then and then we got sued over it. We, you know, it just had such a long journey. And now it's just sort of settled into this. Why did you get friend. sued? I don't even we know got, that. We, we, we got, can't talk about it legally, actually. Oh, I'm afraid. No. Oh, okay. We signed a thing oh. saying we wouldn't ever yeah. talk about but it. But it wasn't, especially not to Howard Stern. Okay. But the <laughs> well, point you, was, you, yeah, it was not correct that we were sued. But it did. I think part of me felt like um, that was the zenith of songwriting for us. Like we we could never. But then being sued actually just relit the fire. I was like, all right then. If you're going to try and take that song away, we'll do some other ones. So it was a mm. real blessing. Um, How did uh, Steve Jobs heard this song and said, hey, guys, this would be perfect for my commercial. And, and probably you were torn. You were probably like, well, that'll be cool. But I don't know. Do we want to be in an Apple commercial? I mean, it's a whole deal, right? I mean, no, we were but, in. There was, was we, we were. In. Yeah. And Steve Jobs knew. Like, like yeah. what happened? How did he hear the song? He just heard he, he heard the album and said, hey, I want to put Jimmy. Jimmy at Apple, who's friends with our manager, Dave, or they, uh -huh. they work together. And so Dave would have said, here's our new songs, and Jimmy's job is to look for songs. And I see. I think that's what happened. But didn't we, he, we met him before that, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did meet him at uh, um, that theater in San Francisco yeah. on the outdoor shoreline. Yes, he came to see us play. Yeah. When we asked, it was cool because we didn't really know who's, you know, we're not, but uh, we asked Steve about building a computer, his first computer in a garage. That was that was cool to hear him talk about like day one. That's a cool part about being in a in a successful band too, meeting guys like that. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. It, it's and Johnny Ive, you know, we're so lucky we get to see him, and 
we're so lucky and we're talking to you guys. It's like we get to meet incredible people. Yeah. And Steve Jobs sat there with all you guys and started telling you this story about how yeah, he came like, up with well, uh, you know, I his... Got a, I got a, a button from here and a, <laughs> a thing, a circuit board and like this. And now wow. I'm a fucking trillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um, you feel up to doing this song? I would yes, love sir. to hear yeah. it. All right, the yeah. boys are it's at the Apollo. I've got to tune right, my go. You have to talk over the chair movie. When you meet yeah, Steve you Jobs, you, when you, when you, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fill. Uh, did you, when you meet Steve Jobs, do you get new iPhones or anything? Does he hand you any free gear? <laughs> I, I, I think so. Oh, wow, nice. Did we get a, uh, I think we normally give it to kids and stuff. Nice. All right, let's go. Ready? Ready? Okay. Okay. I'll show you. Short intro, okay. It's hard to know. Crowd, but all right, well, so. Oh. 
That's it. That is a beautiful song, man. Wow. Listen, I don't want to be critical, but I still think you should have put Viva La Vida in the lyrics. Uh, No offense. (laughs) Where would it go, Howard? Uh, Right at the end. Where would you put it? Right at the end, I expected you to go. (laughs) Viva La Vida. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. You guys need me in the band. Uh, what a what a fantastic song. You know, when I'm watching that, I have to tell you, it, it blows my mind because I'm thinking about the idea of singer-songwriters and things. I mean, it, it's just miraculous. First of all, Johnny, I didn't even know you played piano. I didn't. I, I just thought you played the guitar. I didn't know that I, about you. Well, I'm not very good, but I try. <laughs> I try. I can mash a few chords. But, uh... Yeah, no, you, you were doing it, and I love that move when Chris runs over to the piano. I like that whole thing. You're singing, and then you just run over to the piano at the end. I think if I was yeah. in a band, I'd do that. Yeah, I like That's that. New this week. <laughs> That's new. That's new this week. <laughs> what are the odds, though, when you think about it? <laughs> Chris, don't doesn't it freak you out from a I'm talking about from a spiritual sense that you're able to write music, but you're also able to sing it. I'm thinking about like I, I when I started getting into music, the idea of the singer songwriter was a new idea. Most people who could sing couldn't write their own songs. It's somewhat miraculous to have this great voice and be able to sing those songs and write them. I mean, it's a, it's about a billion to one odds, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not a great, great singer, but I, I can sing our songs. And uh, you're right, in the old days it used to be, that's why it's called artists and repertoire, that's what A&R is. It's like, there'd be people who would find the songwriter for the right singer. And um, then I guess with the folk movement and Bob and Bob Dylan and the, some of the blues guys and girls, you know, people are singing their own songs. And now it just feels like... Um, it would be weird not to do it like that. But uh, it's, I, I'm getting more interested as we get older in, you know, what happens when we don't do Coldplay records anymore, is it? Well, then, then can we still do songs and other people sing them or movies or something like that? So, yeah. Do you worry about your voice? Do you, do you, do you train? Uh, like you mentioned, you went to the gym this morning. Do you yeah, train, train vocally? You do. Yeah, because be- yeah, you want to, because the, 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 the instrument... Yes, it, it sounds yes. It, it it sounded incredible when you guys were doing that. Not not only musically, but just the vocal quality. It just was. Well, thanks. Absolutely. Worked. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. It's absolutely beautiful. Is what I was going to say. But I have really? been working on it um, a lot, and because uh, I felt like I wanted to try and improve as a singer. So I, so I have a teacher called Mary, who's um, been my teacher for a long time. But during the pandemic, we stepped it up. So right now, I'm a really good Coldplay singer and a really bad opera singer but i'm trying <laughs> wow because yeah, that's well, a very good she... way to, to develop those muscles is to try and sing ah. opera does she yeah. teach you a way to preserve your voice in other words to yeah. uh, really project but not uh blow it yeah. out so to speak all of it. Yeah. Well, yeah it's like but i think it's you know the best tennis players in the world have coaches and so i think at a certain point we realize well why should we not keep learning just because we've had a number one or something but is there a risk? Because I know certain actors um, don't take any kind of lessons or training because they're just naturally sort of there. It is a risk who you get to teach you because, you know, sometimes the teacher knows less than the student. You're a pretty accomplished singer. 
And so you've got to be careful that they don't screw up your sound or uh, your approach. It's working yeah. for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, great. I'm very grateful for Mary, my teacher. Yeah. I know you sound great. Did you great, start Adam. singing in high school? Where did you start singing? Uh, I started singing in... Uh, well, this is a good... Hold on just one second. Sorry. I know we're on radio. Uh, just to cancel that call at 10.30, please. Thank oh, you so much. You guys got to be somewhere, huh? No, Who are no, you calling? Who do you uh, need to call? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do sorry. it. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. So, I've kept you too long probably, but we got to no, do no, that other stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. Um, yeah. um, I was in a, at a choir school, like a religious choir school, and I, couldn't, oh. I wasn't in the main choir. I was in like the... The shitty choir. <laughs> that was that what it was called? Really? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody, no one at the school no one at the school recognized that you had a good voice uh, or, not, not or, or time. And then, but then, then we had this amazing teacher who was whose job was to do music with the not so good choristers, and that's a guy called Stephen. And he he said, look, there's a bunch of cheap keyboards in this room. Everybody go and write a piece of music. No one had ever tried that. And then at the end of that class, he, I showed him what. I, what I had, and he said, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." So he he encouraged me and helped me. And then, when the first song arrived, I was like twelve, and he, same teacher. You know, so much in the world is about whether you have the people to help you find your thing and the opportunity right. to do it. So I was very very blessed that I was in a place where that was encouraged and discovered. Wasn't the first song you wrote for that teacher about newspapers? Like that was the subject, newspapers. Yeah, Why did yeah. I read that somewhere? Yeah, the yeah the, the first the first song was about um, a homelessness, and the second one was about the the, the fucking press. Mm, nice, <laughs> angry guy. Twelve year old. I was really angry. Twelve year old. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. You know, it's Boy, funny when you guys were when you guys were performing. I was thinking that like like I just was amazed by that you could write songs and be able to sing them because I was thinking of like like guys like Pete Townsend who is such a brilliant songwriter. I mean, the music of the Who is ridiculous, but he's got to have Roger sing his song. And I wonder if that fr wouldn't that frustrate you if you weren't able to sing a song you wrote? I don't know. I, th I think um, yeah, I don't know because I know Pete can sing. He sings. Yeah, don't I know. I've cry, seen him. Don't raise your eyes. Yeah. He sings that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But how does it feel when you write for other people? Because I get, are you writing is it through them, through them for yeah. them? Yeah. So yeah. It's, you for don't them. feel the same kind of attachment to those well, things? Well, any time we've tried to write something for other people and we've really liked it, we've ended up singing it with them. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, we is that right? That. Yeah. You've sat yeah, down to write for... We coming out on Friday, which is with another band, with BTS and... Uh, that was supposed oh, you worked to be with just those guys. Yeah. What? You yeah. worked with the BTS, huh? Yeah. How yeah. was that? Was that fun? Amazing. Yeah. And you just wrote a, a song treat. for, you wrote a song for the, the that you heard that they could do with you, and and you thought, hey, yeah. this will work. Wow. Yeah, and we're doing it together, and it's about difficult love, and so it's good that it's two very different bands singing. It. You're writing about difficult love. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. I get what's uh, going but on. Well, I think we're supposed to see them today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the list, we ought to talk about the new album then. So the boys have been working on a new album during quarantine. They told you earlier how difficult it was because all the countries were trying to stop 
this album from happening. <laughs> borders, borders were closed. Borders were closed. came together to make it very yeah. difficult for us to do that. Uh, I had to step in and sneak the boys in through Mexico, as I mentioned, <laughs> yeah. and they got finally to perform together. But there was a real uh, difficulty getting this. The new album is called Music of the Spheres, and it's a space theme album. Now, I was immediately struck, uh, guys, that some of the... This was very unusual. Some of the songs... I can't tell you the title of because they're emojis. You guys used emojis. This is unusual. There was a Saturn emoji I saw. There was a star-looking thing emoji. Uh, what's going on here, and what am I supposed to do about this? You certainly can't sing the title of those songs in the song. <laughs> so right. It, it's very original. <laughs> well, well, okay. Uh, yes, so um, <laughs> it was just the concept of... Why do things have to be called normal calling things? <laughs> you guys are out there, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's very Prince-like, you know. Where, where did the letter B come from? Or well, someone just made it up. So, right. And, and emojis are part of our language now. So those, are, they are. Those, four, those four pieces on the album don't have any words. Well, one of them does, but um, just, it just looked cool and we like, we like it. This is, you know how this came about, I figure. You're so busy with that iPhone, logging in different titles for your songs. You're busy on there, and now you got influenced by these emojis. Very much but so, it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it's very original. I mean, it, it certainly speaks to our times that some of the songs are emojis. Let's talk about the song on this album that uh, you guys are going to perform now. Yeah. And okay. uh, do you get pushback from any aspect of your, your business situation when you decide to record a 10-minute song? Most people don't do 10-minute songs these days. Mm. Was there an argument about this? Uh, well, um, it, when it started life, it was, a, it was much shorter and more conventional. And, and I think we all, when Chris brought it, to us we all agreed that we loved it and then a few weeks later chris sent through a version of the song which had been embellished by all of these kind of classical inspired segues and intersections and we sort of scratched our head heads for <laughs> for a moment um but I decided it was just so out there that it was brilliant, and um, and we embraced it. And then we had the challenge, of course, of then in, you know arranging and you know adding instrumentation to such a kind of a you know well for us it's probably the most complex piece of music we've ever written and recorded. Um, so it definitely took a minute, um, but I don't think we ever worried about any kind of commercial uh, fallout from having such a long song. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole album is, as you guys have said, is like space-themed. And uh, it reminds me, uh, the, the, the song we're talking about is called Coloratura. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, it's not an emoji. Well. Thank you for not making that an emoji. Coloratura, um, this being the longest song the band ever um, recorded, and I was thinking about, um, it's got a big sound. It's kind of like, I almost want to say to the audience, they should listen to this song when you guys do it with headphones on. Like it would be a very, I remember being a kid and listening to the Moody Blues and sometimes they would do these really big songs and I have had headphones on and it was like kind of a mind blowing experience. And I get that vibe from this song. I, 
I, I like how big it is. It's a big sound this, for you guys. It feels different. It's really kind of you to let us. I don't think we've have we played this in public yet. Uh, no, this is the, the first broadcast of it. So it's really kind of you to let us play a ten-minute song on your show. Yeah, we really. Never I think it's a great it song. was going to get on radio. Yeah, no, <laughs> this might be the time only on radio. time. Yeah. <laughs> it came to yeah. the right place. No, no, you know why I like this. I like the idea that it's a big song, it's long, it's very cool. I, I love the song right away. I, I mean, the, the length of the song doesn't matter to me as long as no. it's good. If, you know, there are some songs I'll listen to and I'll go, I wish those guys would have recorded two more minutes on that song if it was um, really going well, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, but thanks, I, thanks for letting us play. And, and uh, it is kind of a space-themed album, but it's really just about being a human set. It's a set in another galaxy. It's really about hmm. Earth and humans, this this one all of our music is really what are you saying about earth and humans are we in big trouble chris I, 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 judging by your no, earlier I comments so. no I, I feel always keep the faith and um i feel that the world moves towards goodness and harmony or nature moves towards harmony but it's very painful on the way that's what i think are you guys after all these years together are you nervous about performing a 10 minute song on my show the world is listening as you know everyone in the world listens to this show um you've never performed it live how many times have you actually rehearsed this as a as a live performance twice <laughs> really oh. no, no, no. we've played it a few more times than that i think it's definitely nerve-wracking because it's um because it's still quite new and, and the version the version that we built in the studio of that song is was was very much a kind of construct of of of, a, of the studio so it took took us a while to learn how to play it all together as one you know from from beginning to end so it's um definitely a little bit nerve-wracking because there's some tricky kind of timing intersections and and weird little segues as guy said but it's um it's a challenge it's quite nice to feel to feel challenged and to feel the pressure of a of a live performance and as you said in because everyone in the world is listening so it's uh, you know it's a big uh, it's a big deal no i love this because you know it, look you guys know how to play your your hits so to speak and you know your concert show now you're doing something that's fresh it's new it's not overly rehearsed I'm picturing you guys somewhere before this performance together, like, you know, yelling at each other. Yeah, you got that wrong, you asshole. Why didn't you get that right? I could see a lot of, uh, right? There's a lot of uh, stopping and starting to get this thing right. Am I correct? I think you're right. Absolutely. Um, but we're getting there now. I think but by, the time we, by the time we play it, which is in a few minutes, I think we'll be ready. <laughs> All right. You guys are going to play this song, Coloratura, from your brand new album right now. It's a 10-minute song. And we as an audience are not only going to try to enjoy it, but we're also going to sit here and see if we can find mistakes and make sure that you guys, that's right. We want to see a top-notch performance. Don't be too nervous, boys. I'm here with you. Oh, I know Thank it's, you. I know you rehearsed. No pressure. No pressure here, but we would like a perfect performance of this. The boys have been working on it. Coldplay, brand new song. You can understand they have never played this live in front this of an audience quite before. exciting, Howard. This is a Robin, debut. Stay with me, Robin. Excitement will always be in your life. <laughs> well, so far, so good. Coldplay's new album, Music of the Spheres, drops October 15th. Ooh, you can catch their drop. concert from the... Mm. Uh, drops. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm like a regular Casey Kasem. <clears throat> and catch their concert from the Apollo this Friday on Coldplay Radio, Channel 105 and Alt Nation, Channel 36. 
and I'm going to turn it over to Coldplay now. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Robert. We, we love you guys very much. We love you. you. Yeah.
Like 10 minutes to me. In fact, boys, the bad news is it was only nine minutes and 58 <laughs> seconds. You have to do it again until you get it right. Uh, I detect the problem. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you, that is Thanks a for beautiful <laughs> song. Congratulations on and It's so much fun to watch, too. I, I can't wait for the audience to actually see the performance as well. It's really fun watching you guys slide guitar action. Yeah, like it's going to be so drums, special. The bass. For the people at the Apollo watching. Yeah. It's beautiful. Are you going to do that at the Apollo? I certainly hope so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's the plan. Oh, beautiful, guys. Good job, man. Thank you, Howard. And Thanks barely practice. It's orchestral. <laughs> it's cinematic. It's beautiful. The other oh, bad you. news is I think you missed your 11 o'clock call, too. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Guys, I can't thank you enough, first of all, for coming in. We celebrate your new album. We love the, um, man, just the performances live today are so special. Real treat for, for my audience and, and, and for us. And uh, Coldplay's new album, again, is Music of the Spheres. Uh, very orchestral, the very spheres. beautiful. Drops October 15th. Catch their concert from the Apollo this Friday on Coldplay Radio Channel 105, Alt Nation Channel 36. Fellas, thanks for all this special time. Sorry I kept you so long. It just was so in. Yeah. Uh, how it, uh, both Johnny and Will were like, oh, I don't know. I'm nervous about how it's done. And I said, so was I whenever we first talked about like, eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, he was great, right? You were lovely. Thank you, Howard. And Rob, I was. <laughs> yeah, thank you both. It's very sweet. It's, no one, it's very difficult to talk to all four of us at once, and you've been amazing. You know, it, it, it was kind of interesting to see the dynamic from my point of view because I got to speak to Chris alone and then uh, to see you guys all together. It's a whole different feel. And watching you perform together, man, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, it's just, it's, it's really great. I'm glad you got the album. I, I even have said to people, this album is so good. I, I, I think it was worth bringing the new COVID variant to this country. Like you guys know you started them. Um, by the way, uh, if I may make a request. Uh, well, they, and, they did show, not show their nerves. If they were nervous, yeah. they did not show it. No, it was great. It was great having you guys. And, and by the way, uh, for those of you who are real fans of Coldplay, next time, just will. Uh, <laughs> none of the rest of the guys that's it but i know you guys rarely do interviews all together i don't know why but you rarely do and um 
if you were nervous, man, we didn't detect it like Robin just said. And I want to thank you for doing this. I've kept you way too long. And, uh, Not at I'm all. Sure it's you guys... been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so much. Grateful. Great seeing you. And, uh, all right. We love you, man. Love you, too. Oh. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. See you later. Bye. 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 There they go. There goes Coldplay. That's... Oh, that was... That was beautiful. Such a treat. That really was. I love interviewing musicians. I love talking to them about the process. I love, I love hearing about their struggles. I love it all. Well, it was interesting to me, you know, like, the first of all, the dynamic was great to see all four of them in the yep. same room at the same time. And yeah. to hear about the relationships they have with each other. And then uh, there was something I had never noticed before, that Chris doesn't want to take credit for writing the songs. He yeah, says well, they're sent to him. Yeah. You know, because at one point you were saying something about one of the songs. He said, well, when that was sent to me, I know. I then well, brought it to the other guys. And I didn't realize he had such a a spiritual nature. I knew he was a gentle uh, person, but I'd never recognized that before. Yeah, in fact, uh, I heard him too, and I and I said to him um, the last time I said to him, "Whoever's sending you those songs, can you ask him to send me a song or two so that I could get in on this racket?" And uh, I think he's going to do it. All right, listen, we've uh, we've stayed way past our bedtime. And uh, we have to leave, but uh, thanks to Coldplay. I know I keep promising to get to the OJ stuff and the, uh, oh, Debbie the Come Lady and Jeff the Vomit guy and so many other things and the Karens. Somehow I think that stuff will stay good. <laughs> It'll stay good. Don't worry about it. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people on the phone want to talk about Coldplay and stuff, but uh, I think um, uh, I think we're going to call it a day. I got to go pee real bad. And uh, by the way, if you love uh, interviews with uh, musicians, Dave Grohl just wrote a book. He's going to be on next Tuesday. He is uh, amazing. The book he wrote, I really recommend it. It is just it's not such available a well. Yet, is it? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. You know, they sent me a copy over the summer. Not yet. I read it. Yeah, it's not available yet. Well, I read it over the summer, and it was just. I was like, oh, this is very satisfying. Like he talks about Nirvana, he talks about Foo Fighters, he talks about music, and and just his life, and it's really well done. So. He'll be joining us next Tuesday, telling us a couple of stories about his life. Uh, but uh, until then, everybody, uh, bye-bye, and we'll see you next time.